Has it ever occurred to you that maybe there is very little meaning to our lives? Listen, we strive all of our days to be like someone else, someone who we perceive to be better than ourselves. In our striving, we kick and claw to get to a certain level, like we're some kind of avatar in an endless and pointless video game. But listen, there is no second life or third life. There are no bonus points in lives. We just go on until we're caught up in something that will eventually leave these shells that we inhabit into the barren earth to decay. This is Hugh Harper. Now listen, it may sound cynical, and perhaps it's my age talking, <laughs> but that about sums it all up. And we get angry over such insignificant things, and we all feel the weight of a world over which we have very little, if any, influence, and it's something we voluntarily accept in many cases. And some of us hold on to it. We go about our lives comparing our unique selves to someone else. We order our lives so that we fit into and fit others into tiny little neat boxes so that we can compare ourselves to them. And then, once filled with pride, we either strut with a sense of superiority or we cower away from or strive to grab at the head of our better selves to topple it only to be toppled in either situation by others doing the same damn thing. And we call this normal? This is the influence of the media and a prideful heart. Now, some of us think that owning a couple of Bugatti Veyrons is a really great idea. Maybe add a couple of houses and the keys. Perhaps having a disposable set of monogrammed underpants seemed like a good idea. And we strive. As we climb that ladder of so-called success or attempt to, most of us will either give up and some will remain on the trail to the detriment of family, friends, time, and all of the other things that really make life worth living, potentially. We never really take into account that everything is in a closed system, or every action causes an equal and opposite reaction. As an example, if you dig a ditch with a shovel and that ditch is 75 cubic yards in dimension, you still have 75 cubic yards of dirt that you don't need or want that you'll have to eliminate. And you have to eliminate it. So imagine shooting for the cars, the houses, the boats, and the planes, the monogrammed underwear, and imagine how you get there. What talents do you need? How much time are you willing to sink into it? What activities must you perform? Who do you need to know? What kind of personality do you need to acquire? What activities must you eliminate? What gets the short end of the stick? Who gets the short end of the stick? Who must you eliminate? Who do you think may get eliminated because of this desire? I remember thinking how much fun it would be to own an Italian motorcycle or two and race them and have a harem. Ho ho. And there was a point where I could see that maybe this was becoming possible. Not really the harem. The money, the dinners out, the motorcycles, the trips. But I was becoming something that I didn't like. A dickhead. I felt entitled, a little greedy, and when things went my way, I celebrated. And when they didn't go the way I wanted, I celebrated. 
It wasn't long before my priorities became scrambled, particularly around 9-11 while living in New York City. The money was gone. The ex was messing around. I wasn't doing what I loved. I felt no peace. No peace at all. 9-11 really leveled the priorities. I leveled priorities. Listen, there's nothing inherently wrong with getting uber-rich and having all the trimmings and getting flown everywhere and living the Grant Cardone 10X lifestyle. But you've got to ask yourself about the cost. And there are a few people who are adhering to the Success Guru instruction manuals who actually become millionaires. If you happen to be a fan of Mr. 10X, there's nothing wrong with him or adhering to his principles. But I don't have a strong desire to meet him, and I doubt very much that he'd want to meet me. He's got no time for that. And maybe that's the thing. There's an argument to bleeding out for the dollar. It's the new old American dream of excess for success. I realize this is a blanket statement, but it used to be car in the garage and a white picket fence, but you looked in the neighbor's yard and he had a boat, so you got a boat. He looked and saw you got the bigger boat, so he got a second car. Then you got the second fancy car and you put it on credit. He got a pool in the backyard and you moved to a bigger house that you didn't need and it had a pool. He worked harder at the office, you worked harder at the office. And it goes on and on and on. Financial literacy and keeping and enjoying your work are paramount. Educating yourself keeps you young. Enjoying the wife or husband of your youth is crucial for a fulfilling life. If you have kids, they want you around. Listen, we strive all of our days. We search deeply for meaning. And if you're searching for meaning by comparing it to others, it's going to make your life unfulfilling. So my advice to you is make your own life. Own it. The mistakes and the good things. Be joyful. Let that be your normal. This is Hugh Harper. And remember, it's not how good you do. It's how you do good. <laughs>